Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right now, it looks like people in the permanent bureaucracy may not want, they will lie and they will cover up, but they won't disagree with a president at 45 or 50%. But when it gets down to, you know, one third of the country is all that he has that supports him, they'll go with the majority, I think. And that's the only hope we have, that Biden remains so unpopular. And I think with inflation and the border and gas prices, uh, which he's going to get even more unpopular. This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. And he could either be impeached or removed under the 25th Amendment. And either way, he won't run for re-election. So it depends on Biden's viability. If he gets down to 35 into George W. Bush territory or Richard Nixon territory, then I would expect that even people on the left would say, you know what, I'm not going to go down with this guy. He's a loser, Biden, and I'm not going to suppress any DOJ investigation, even if it's Hillary Clinton. So I think whether we get justice with Durham and he's free to do things, it depends on the entire viability of the Biden administration. That was 15 months ago. Biden is now down in the 30s. That was Dr. Victor Davis Hanson, who joins us here on this lovely afternoon. Dr. Hanson, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I, I'm going to ask you now, uh, what's the bigger of the two stories to start with? The oversight committee or the call called for surge at the border oh i think it's the border i think it's completely now unambiguous that they it's not that they weren't prepared they were prepared that's this is what they want they've had already had six and a half million illegal entries and now it's it's sort of flood the zone before the the american people and even our supporters are upset about it but they're going to say after this is over yeah, yeah, we're unpopular, but we did do what we planned to do. We got in 10 million people, and that was that was a great achievement as far as we're concerned. And they don't really care about the effect on the American people. And at this point, I feel they, they feel it can't hurt Biden any more than it's already hurt him. He's down at 36%. You might as well just flood the zone, let everybody in. I'm hearing the Texas National Guard. I even saw some video of razor wire and then not letting them climb the banks of the river to come into Texas. And I think, why didn't we do that 20 years ago, 15, 5? Why didn't the Trump administration send the National Guard? If Biden sent 1,500, you know, I think they're paper pushers to assist. But if, if we can do that, why haven't we done that? And can't we blame our own Republican Party? Yeah, I think we can. But the reason that why we haven't is that we have people in the Chamber of Commerce Republican Party that have always viewed the open border as a way to get in cheap labor. And then when people get older or they have medical problems, they just recycle them into the 
entitlement government industry they don't have to pay for, and then they want new replacement workers. That's pretty much the hospitality industry, meatpacking, landscaping, some agriculture. And so they're, they're basically for open borders. And then we've had the Democratic Party that likes to flip red states blue, and they feel that, uh, you know, that there's 48 million people here in the United States that were not born here, and that's a new record both in terms of absolute numbers and also percentages. And you've got the Mexican government. I don't know what Joe Biden means when he says he's a partner of President Obrador and he's been helpful. He's not helpful. He bragged the other day that 40 million people had left his country and that he urged them to vote Democratic, interfering in our politics. He gets $60 billion from remittances, many of uh, that money is subsidized by the U.S. government so people can free up their money, send it back to Mexico. He gets an expatriate population that's more sympathetic to Mexico the longer they're away from it and don't have to live there. It's a win-win-win situation for Mexico. It's a win-win situation for the left. It's a win-win situation for the uh, Chamber of Commerce Republicans. And it's a lose-lose situation for the American citizen who will pay for all of it. Dr. Hansen, doesn't it say a whole lot that even when you had the Democratic mayors from Chicago and New York crying out for help, it fell on deaf ears? Yeah, it is. I think that gets back to my first statement. They don't care anymore whether uh, the Democratic Party is up against this or the media is shocked or the, the, the surge has been so huge that it's starting to affect communities like Atherton or Midtown Manhattan or Cambridge, Massachusetts or the million dollar mile in Chicago. They don't care. They, they want to, the squad, Elizabeth Warren, the Bernie Sanders wing, the, the Obama wing, they all feel that this was a great achievement that they helped bring in millions of people who are going to be for generations dependent on federal entitlements, growth of government, future constituents of the progressive party. And in that way, they feel that, you know, they don't have the issues. None of the issues that they have on energy or crime or foreign policy or the border resonate 50% with American people. But they do have the institution, the media, the universities, entertainment, corporate boardroom, Silicon Valley, and they do feel they can change the demography. And of course, when a conservative says that, they say, well, you're racist. You believe in the great replacement theory. When a Lanny Davis or a John Judith or James Carville writes a book called Demography is Destiny or the New American Majority or the New Democratic Majority, then it's triumphalism. They think that's fine. But the Using their own words is what I'm trying to say. They feel that they can change a demography and get a constituency that will support a neo-socialist agenda. My guest, Dr. Victor Davis Hansen, being a, uh, a, a historian, I'm sure I could probably go online and find something about you talking about what I'm just about to bring up. But we just after a virus that killed a million Americans here, you go back to the Ellis Island days and, you know, if my relatives from Ireland, if they had jaundice, they'd been they'd been sent back. How did we go from us all with plastic shields at CVS to separate us to allowing people to come across? That? I mean, it's not even uh, here. Let's look down your throat. Say, ah, look, you know, nobody's even being inspected that way. I don't know. I think it was political. I mean, in 2019, for all of the internal subversion and within the administration, the Trump administration, all the left-wing court suits, Donald Trump finally stopped catch and release, stopped refugee status, 
declaring inside the United States. You had to declare it in your home country. He had replaced 500 miles of rickety fence. He was just starting on the new wall. And there was very little illegal immigration. And that is not a protectionist or restrictionist attitude. We let in in 2019 one million legal, legal immigrants. That was higher than any other country. And it's almost close to all the numbers of legal immigrants in all the countries in the world. So the left has created this complete distortion that we're restrictionist or racist or xenophobic when we're the most welcoming country. But that's not enough for them, one million uh, legal immigrants. They want six and a half, seven, eight million illegal entrants because they feel that that resonates with their, their constituencies, that helps the Democratic Party, it creates a larger government. It'll demand more taxes, more social services. They don't really care about the lower middle class. They don't care about second or third generation Amer- uh, Mexican-American people or poor white people or black people. They have no concern for them at all that their kidney dialysis uh, centers, their ER centers, their uh, entitlements for help for housing or education will be swamped as we see along the border and they don't care about that at all well they they didn't in those revolutions as well in your article from a week or so ago maybe a couple weeks ago but do we even know we are all socialists now is a great article and it started out with sometimes when you're in the midst of a revolution you don't even know it but when you're being a a surge at the border an invasion uh people are going to know it aren't they yeah they are and but again you would think that with the mayors of these large sanctuary cities that got what they wanted, that is more illegal immigrants in their cities, and now they're furious, and they're kind of trying to blame red state governments, but they know nobody believes that. And they're angry at the Biden. They're calling up privately the Biden administration people and said, what are you doing to us? And when the media can't even hide it, and then even now CNN is starting to cover it, then you know... And they've still persisted in it. Mallorca said today that was, this was their primary goal, is to have an open, free immigrant society. They don't care. And they feel that they're headed downhill anyway, and they're probably not going to be in power in 2024. But for now, they have the Senate, they have the presidency, they have most of the courts, and they feel that they can get this through, and that will be their legacy. Let me ask you, would you have chosen the oversight committee announcement of the $10 million with the Biden family if they had actually laid the proof out on the table? Do, do you know when that's going to yeah. come, when they lay it I out? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't know what their relationship is with prosecutors. I mean, we're all happy that George Santos was indicted because he's a pathological liar, but were his lies any greater than the Biden family when Hunter Biden looked at the country and said the laptop wasn't his? Or Joe Biden lied about that in the debate and said that 51 um, intelligence authorities or operatives have said that it was Russian disinformation or Biden? I mean, almost every day he says something that's untrue. And given what we saw today about his family's syndicate, that seems to me something that is very, very important because that laptop story that was fabricated as Russian, that changed an election. And George Santos didn't. He's just irrelevant. He's a small little minnow. But the Biden family is, are sharks. And their dissimulations and lies really change things. They change the way we're governed. They have given influence to foreign governments. And they're utterly corrupt. And yet here they are still 
and we're supposed to get all excited that they're going after George Santos, a two-bit liar. I mean, John Brennan was the director of the CIA, and he lied flat out under oath twice before Congress. And James Clapper was director of national intelligence. He admittedly lied. And Andrew McCabe was the intern FBI director. He lied on four occasions, three times on federal under oath, according to the inspector general. James Comey pled amnesia 245 times. So we have people in very powerful positions of government that routinely and systematically lie with impunity. And yet they go after a no, nothing, a nobody, because he's a liar. Well, the, the timing, the timing as well, kind of. Yes, absolutely. Not, yeah, not coincidental. I mean, no, not no. at all. all they're, trying, they're trying to say we're going to let the big fish go, and we're going to go show you that we still have integrity because we're going after this minnow. And they should have been the other way around. They should have indicted all the big fish long ago who lied under oath, and then they got around to it. You know, George. Santos, I mean, I'm glad that he's going to be indicted. It'll send a message to people don't lie on affidavits and campaign things. But compared to what these other people had done, it's very minor. Uh, it was CNN's headline. It was MSNBC. Drudge Report was all Santos when the the news was dropping from the Oversight Committee. Well, Dr. Hansen, thank you for your time as always and enjoy this mild valley weather before we turn up the old thermostat. It's coming. I, I'm saying today could be one of the last days the highs are in the 70s for a while. Yep, yep. Indeed. Same well, here. Thank you for your time, thank, sir. Thank you. You betcha. This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. All right, there's a big press conference to announce your ties to foreign entities, the ties to the Chinese Communist government to the tune of 10 million filtered out through your family. And what are you going to talk about on that day, huh? I honored a group of trailblazing artists with National Medals of Arts and Humanities. The group included groundbreaking Asian Americans like Vera Wang and 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 Joan Shingang, I'm going to pass right. Shanga Koawa. I think I pronounced it correctly. She can call me Joe Bitten. And Joan Shingang. I'm going to pronounce it right. Shanga Koawa. I think I pronounced it correctly. She can call me Joe Bitten. But when Joe's president. We'll laugh a lot. It's not funny. It would be funny if he wasn't getting ten million from the country of Shijang Shang Shijang. What a a lot. And that contributed to this committee's understanding of how the Bidens conducted (laughs) their businesses. The committee is concerned concerned by the complicated, suspicious network of over twenty companies. We have identified the Bidens and their associates used to enrich themselves. Most of these companies were limited liability companies formed during Joe Biden's vice presidency. The bank records show the Biden family, their associates, and their companies received over $10 million from foreign nationals and their companies. $10 million. Say it ain't so, Joe. Who'd you get the money from? And 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 Joan Shingang. I'm going to pronounce right. Shanga Koawa. 
Okay. I think I pronounced it correctly. Yeah, you, you did. She can call me Joe Bidden. Okay. Joe Bidden and his Joe Bidden family. How many family members are they now? I, you know, put it on the table. I want to see it on the table. But Joe Biden's son. Okay. Joe Biden's brother. Joe Biden's brother's wife. Hunter Biden's girlfriend or Bo Biden's widow, however you want to write that. Hunter Biden's ex-wife, Hunter Biden's current wife, and three children of the president's son and the president's brother. So we're talking about a grandchild. That's odd. Most people that work hard every day's grandchild doesn't get a wire from a foreign national or anything like that. That's Congressman James Cover of the Oversight Committee. There, you're right. Most people's grandkids don't get wire transfer funds. And, you know, a lot of times you got, you know, millions of dollars being bounced around. You got to have a, uh, you know, a, a business and or a service for that, right? Or you'll end up on CNBC's American Greed. Uh, you know, all these people that do scams and all of this here. So you got to have a business. Now, we know Hunter was on the board in Ukraine. Wait, okay, so that, that was his business, right? Okay, he was sitting there. You think he was sitting around the board boardroom in there? What was their business? Business is there. You know, the, the media has always said two things. First of all, the media have said uh, many in the media have said that no transactions happened while Joe Biden was vice president. We've proven that wrong. Joe Biden said during 2020 that his family never took any money from China. Today, we've proven that wrong. What business is there? You know, the, the media has always said two things. First of all, the media have said uh, many in the media have said that. No transactions happened while Joe Biden was vice president. We've proven that wrong. Joe Biden said during 2020 that his family never took any money from China. Today we've proven that wrong, and you have it in your memorandum, the the bank uh, transfers. All right, the bank transfers in the memorandum there. So that's something to lay on the table. Good, the bank transfers are there. That's something to see. You know, those are the the White House uh, Nixon tapes. There's something there, something tangible the House Oversight Committee says the the Bidden the Bidden crime family and their associates created more than twenty companies, wow. and got ten million from foreign nationals while old Joe was the VP there. Sure, uh, Obama had nothing to do with any of this. Uh, said some of the payments could indicate attempts by the Biden family to peddle influence. Well, yeah, I would think so. That's exactly why you would go ahead and you would do something like this after he became obama's vice president in 2009 records reveal that hunter and his business associates formed at least 15 companies and significant deposits from foreign sources imagine if this were donald jr and eric trump and ivanka and uh what's what's the one i always forget the one was the the girl ah white's right there who was from the Marlowe marriage? Uh, people are screaming it right now. They're, they're saying her name out loud. Sorry, I can't hear you at the moment. From November 2015 to 2017, uh, they paid uh, these enterprises did. Robinson Walker, that's the name we're going to hear about. That's the $3 million guy. Remember, he sent $1.3 million uh, to the family, to the, to the Bidden family. This is corruption, and it should normally be a big story. And I, I, I guess I stupidly thought that there was going to be like headlines. 
on CNN and MSNBC and Trot nah, ABC, uh, NBC, uh, CBS. Now, okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No they didn't cover it. They were covering the Republican. <laughs> Tiffany. Thank you there, Squires. Tiffany Trump. That's the other one. If, if, if it was a Trump family, man, it would be nonstop all day. They would have cameras outside of wherever anybody in the family is staying, right? You know that's how they would be doing this. But we know that it's a two-tiered media system. That's why Trump called them out nonstop. And today, just I think it it really does go to show, doesn't it? It does. This is a congresswoman from South Carolina named Nancy May. She's a Republican. What we're proving to you today is showing you actual bank records, actual evidence of shell companies and businesses or more businesses and more Bidens involved that we knew of. You have to issue more subpoenas because every time we turn over Iraq, there's more information. There's more possible corruption. There's more possible allegations that need to be investigated. This is what we know today. Money flowed from the Chinese Communist Party aligned with uh, with individuals into American shell companies. And then that money was wired and transferred to Biden family members. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Biden family members. I lived in a three-bedroom split-level home in a housing development that got a nice area that was when they were developing suburbia with four kids and a grandpa living with us. I look back and I wonder how thin those walls were for my mom and dad. But at any rate. Uh, creepy, right? Creepy. This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. All right. Now I got something else to keep in my head. Most times in the parking lot at Trader Joe's up there off Ryan, I kind of feel somewhat, I guess, safe, comfortable a little bit. I'm not as looky-looky all over, which I... Uh, do in my surroundings anytime I get out of a car. I don't care where I am. Church parking lot. I'm looking here. But uh, the bank was robbed right up there. Fresno police announced the arrest of a man. They said robbed Central Valley Community Bank in Fresno near Fryant. About 1.15 yesterday, they handed the, the guy handed a note to the teller, said he had a gun. The teller gave him money. He left on foot, ran into a nearby neighborhood, Undercover units in the police helicopters spotted the man who tried to run from them. Once that helicopter's got you, you're pretty much done. Uh, he was taken into custody following a short chase. They arrested Marcus Banks Bay, B-A-N-K of the first four letters of his last name. He's a bank robber. Banks Bay, who said they still had evidence of the bank robbery on him. Uh, now, I... I they would have said in this, this is KMPH.com. I think uh, they're just taking the police department report off this, but if he had a gun or not, he said he did in the note. They probably would have said, they said he had evidence of the bank robbery on him. I would assume right off the bat, that means money, but uh, maybe also might have meant a, uh, a weapon as well. Well, uh, White House under, under the heat, taking the heat, right? What are they talking about again? Let's go ahead and check on in, shall we? I honored a group of trailblazing artists with National Medals of Arts and Humanities. The group included groundbreaking Asian Americans like Vera Wang and, and, and Joan 
Shengang, I'm going to pronounce it right, Shanga Kawawa. I think I pronounced it correctly. Yeah. She can call me Joe Bitten. Okay. Fiendbag should be mad in California. It's the Chinese that came over. We gave them opium, speed, and dynamite. And we said, hey, you're starting in Sacramento. You see those mountains right there? We need you to risk your life all the way to Reno. Blow up some some tunnels and stuff, right? The railroads, they factored in casualties and, you know, factored that in with the money and all that. And casualties were the dynamite runners that were on opium. Can you imagine having that job? Uh, they keep them on drugs. I mean, the the Nazis gave their soldiers, uh, I forgot what the name of the drug was. I watched a documentary on it. It was pharmaceuticals in Germany. It was like the super, super meth. It could keep you up like for four days to fight. And those kind of things uh, happened out here, right? But when it gets down to slavery, it was fully legally abolished in every African country. Up until 1981, slavery was going on. Matt Walsh tweets, it was legal across continent for years after the U.S. had already abolished it. The transatlantic slave trade was abolished against the objection of African and Arab countries. The slave trade from back in the day was not just America. Yeah, this is where they ended up, but uh, it was cultivated by Africans in Africa. Go do your research on this. Come on, it's real. It's true. It happened. Slavery throughout history has always happened to different folks. Now, that doesn't make it right, but for a long time in history, it was part of how society was. You know, the Romans were out cheering slaves that were being torn apart by lions. You want to talk about not caring at all about human life. Christians were thrown out to the lions. Well documented. People have been mistreated throughout time. Now, are there still being people mistreated today? Sure. Will there be tomorrow? Yes. 100 years from now, 1,000 years from now, if they make it that, even if we make it 10 years from now, I don't know. But uh, in the future, yeah, the mistreatment is based, really just based on mean, evil people, which is uh, human beings sinning, and it's never going to go away. Now, we got to do our best to fight uh, to treat people correctly, right? And our country made some serious U-turns. We made a... A couple U-turns at a couple different times. And we got to a point where I would say, I I was prepared to say as I mature into my years that uh, it was my generation, the one right before me, that ushered it in. I wasn't part of the 1950s and 60s civil rights movement, but I was part of living in the 70s and 80s that I didn't, it wasn't a shock to me that black kids were in my school. It wasn't a shock to me that white and black people danced together at a at a, a school dance. It wasn't a shock if they were boyfriend and girlfriend. I mean, that those were some big changes that were happening. The pop culture icons were famously black. And that was uh, uh, the transformation of America. And in my opinion, having to live through it, that we were going in the right direction. Now, 
this George Floyd uh, season of rage that happened across America. And even before that, you go back to 2014, Ferguson, hands up, don't shoot, and uh, go all the way through the line of everything, of turning up the heat and, uh, you know, needing to actually create a, uh, a whole line of jobs for people to be involved in this. We used to just have the Al Sharpton race hustlers out there. But no, now it's a career field that you can go into critical race theory it's invaded education we all know about it the oppressed and the oppressors and of course california went uh bonkers with the summer of rage and newsome feeling the heat right he felt the heat of the summer of rage and he said yes let's go ahead i'll sign off we need to get a reparations task force here now this is something that's been talked about even back like when roots was on abc in 1976 uh, it's been talked about a long time, uh, reparations for those that were affected throughout the generations because of, of of slavery. Now, did it affect generations? Sure, previous previous family members and the things that they might have had to go through, and slavery being one of the worst that anybody could could have to go. That I mean, the separation, uh, families being sold apart. Uh, kids going somewhere else, the dad somewhere else, the mom somewhere else. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's beyond torture. They, uh, and it, it was a sad part in America. Now, California did not sign on as a state as a slave state, but yet this nine member committee got together two years ago and, uh, now they came out for the final approval on this, uh, saying that African-American residents over the age of 70 could receive payments up to 1.2 million. And it's going to have 95, not five or nine, 95 recommendations for what reparations will look like in the future. United States Congresswoman Barbara Lee of Oakland, Democrat, called on states and federal government to pass reparations legislation. She wants other states to do this because what starts in California, you know, trends go across uh, America, right? She said reparations are not only morally justifiable, but they have the potential to address longstanding racial disparities and inequalities. All right. I, I, I guess I'm almost at the point. Maybe this is where they wanted to get us, right? All right. I'll, uh, let's say $100,000, not $1.2 Will the race issue be over? <laughs> All of a sudden, here, can we, okay. All right. Can we, can we get back to America? Here. Can it be over? Get, get, would you just stop with everything being right? You know it wouldn't. Even if it was $1.2 Even if it was $100 million per person, it wouldn't be over. You know you wouldn't be. You know they, nobody would go back to living life in America as Americans. You know they just wouldn't do it. They're going to go back to judging each other on what's on the inside. Nope. It will never be over. Never. So they went on, they said an apology and admission of wrongdoing just by itself is not going to be satisfactory. This is the uh, Coalition for the Just and Equitable California said it includes a censor of the gravest barbarities carried out on behalf of the state. It would include condemning somebody that's already died a long time ago. Let's condemn those in the grave officially. Former Governor Peter Hardiman Burnett. He was the state's first elected governor. And they said he's a white supremacist who encouraged laws to exclude black people from California. 
They said uh, economists have projected the state could owe upwards of $800 billion or just two and a half times its annual budget, right? Well, how did Newsom respond now that it's $1.2 million from the task force that he set out, huh? At a public meeting of the Reparations Commission, people spoke out, sometimes passionately. Our ancestors helped build this country. African Americans, black people, whatever you want to label us this time. We're on an island of destitute, despair, amongst the sea of abundance. True liberation starts with money. The AB 3121 task force meeting is now called to order. The task force was set up by the state legislature in 2020. proposals for compensating California residents who are descendants of enslaved people. This task force is designed to examine This morning, Governor Newsom appears to not be on board with the idea of paying money to address California's history with slavery. Yesterday, he told CNN reporters that a legacy like this is about more than cash. On Saturday, the state's reparations task force approved a long list of proposals that would compensate and apologize to black Californians for generations of discriminatory policies. It's up to lawmakers to determine what to do with those recommendations. Now, if it's approved, it could cost the state billions of dollars. Under the proposal, eligible black residents would receive compensation of up to $1.2 million in total, that could cost an estimated $800 billion. That's more than two and a half times the state's annual budget. Some activists don't even think that's enough. We must repair this damage. We must repair it. Reparations are not only morally justifiable, but they have the potential to address long-standing racial disparities and inequality. You say nothing about slavery. Nothing. So the equivocal number from the 1860s for 40 acres today is $200 million. This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Big day on the show. A lot of things are breaking out here. Of course, $10 million going to the Biden crime family. We'll talk more about that. The border's wide open. We talked to Dr. Victor Davis Hanson right at the top of the hour at 3. If you missed it, we'll play it again at 5.30. Uh, coming up on the show here uh, again. But uh, the reparations, Newsom saying no. Ooh. Boy, I guess he's really running for president, isn't he? He's going to make some enemies out here if he, if uh, Joe Biden makes it across the finish line, right? But reparations are spreading. What starts here in California spreads. I know in 1982, we moved to California, been out here three years. We went back to Tennessee to visit my brother and sister, myself. We had uh, the Converse, Chuck Taylor high tops, all the different colors in the 80s. And those were like inexpensive then, but... Uh, they weren't wearing them in Tennessee. Uh, 
It was almost strange. That looked like the old basketball shoes that their their dads might have worn back in the... We're like, yeah, they are, but they're cool again, right? Skaters wear them out there. I think OP, uh, the rip wallets, the cords, all that, that's spread out here in California. And so is the idea of reparations. This is a Denver councilwoman, Candace Cetabaca, talking about white-owned businesses... They should pay reparations. Listen to this. Capitalism was built on stolen land, stolen labor, and stolen resources. A check today could not um, undo the cumulative impact of generations of that stolen wealth in all of those categories. You could be collecting those extra taxes from white-led businesses all over the city and redistributing them to black and brown-owned businesses who are not part of it or who are simply just black or brown owned. And that's one way to give back um, in the business form fashion. There is a way for us to change that structure and put black and brown people in ownership positions over our basic needs. Over our basic needs? Why put them in? She's talking about that you're going to have white owned businesses pay an additional race based tax, she said. And then she got some, when she put that video out on TikTok, she got some backlash and she came back with the old, it's the same one, right? We know, she said, quote, I was targeted by a white nationalist mob. What do you mean? White people that said, no, that's unfair. You can't do that. And a bunch of them said it. So they're a mob. They're white people that probably, I'm sure there were uh, people of different colors that responded back with, hey, that's not the way the old cookie crumbles. That's, But you just heard at the start what she said, that capitalism is wrong. So she's a socialist. She's a, she's a Denver City Council commie there. They got it spread all across America. But Newsom breaking his silence. That's going to make some California commies mad, right? The 1.2 million, the redistribution of income, Kamala Harris's equity. Now we're all going to start out at third base. And that means you can't be at third base with no money in your pocket. You all got to have the same amount of money in your pocket. So we factored it out. And yeah, it's about 1.2 million. Okay. No, said Newsom. Newsom said, here's his quote. It's, it's, it isn't about much more than, it's, mu- it's about much more than cash payments, he said. I sound like Joe Biden trying to say the Chinese name. Yeah, they uh, they broke it down the payment. So when you hear 1.2 million, that's that's as high as it can go. So uh, if if you were a black resident affected by redlining, meaning how the bridges and highways and freeways were built, you'd receive three three thousand three hundred dollars for each year they lived in California from the early 30s to the late 70s. That can amount up to 148 thousand. Black residents could receive $2,352 in compensation for over-policing and mass incarceration for each year they lived in California between 1970 and 2020. Those could amount up to $115,000. For a black Californian who checks enough boxes, the total payout could reach $1.2 million. Ooh, Newsom said no, no, no. Kind of painted himself into a corner, didn't he? Yeah, Newsom is in a corner. Because we can screw you. Because we chose to screw you. And that's exactly the point. Okay, he's going to have to decide. Is he going to sign off on a ridiculous policy that's going to bankrupt the state? Or is he just going to have to come out and say that his political task force was just a 
political stunt during the summer of rage. I think we know where it's going, don't we? We know where this calendar's going to next year. And we know what sits there, presidential election. Let's put that pellet to the accelerator a little next, huh? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.